Welcome to the B-Side Podcast, dedicated to sharing flip side stories in country music, concerts, and travel. Your hosts, Stacy and Andy Best, take you behind the scenes to meet the amazing team that supports your current favorite country artists and introduce you to new up-and-coming artists. You'll meet a cast of incredible friends Stacy and Andy have encountered during their adventures following the music, and you'll be entertained with their extraordinary backstories. We're glad you're here and hope you enjoy this episode of the B-Side Podcast. Welcome to the B-Side Podcast. And hey, Andy, we're so excited to be talking to Ben O'Connor again, part two. He's a singer, songwriter, and independent artist from Newport, Rhode Island. And we are here to talk to him about his newest album. Yep, and I even got his gear on, which you got to go to the website, right? What's the website name? Love it, right now. BenjaminO'Connor.com. That's there right. There you go. <laughs> Merch is great. And it's actually got lines of salt in this hat I've worn so much down in the island. So it's my favorite hey, hat. That's a new pattern. We should sell it like that. I like it. <laughs> Maybe you <laughs> should. I, know. I got it out of the closet. I'm like, oh, yeah, this has seen some salt water. Maybe I should wash it off. But it also gives a character, is my opinion. Uh, exactly. Like a rite of passage. Yeah, it's salt water. I swear. It's really real salt water. Qualified. I love it. I love it. It kind of fits the vibe, right? Of it does. O'Connor. It does. That's I'm thinking about it now. Now you got me thinking the, the, the next design for the hat is going to have some spray in it like that. Let's go. I cool. think it should. <laughs> I mean, I think it ties right in on why we're hooking up again on the second time around is that you have some new music you have are launching. Yeah. We're very yeah. excited about it. And you actually sent us a little sneak peek. Had to. And had we're to. Guys, super yeah. excited to uh, talk to you about it. And it's funny because we were actually on our way back from Nashville this past weekend. So we had about a four hours in the car yeah to listen so we were we were diving into your new music as we were cranking it up on the radio okay. so it's no better time while you're on the road to kind of yeah. listen to music and let it sink in here a couple of times and then kind of figure out what what you're trying to deliver what message you're saying because we're listening to the the vibe of the music then you start going what's he talking about <laughs> yeah 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 i love that <laughs> yeah. i think we get so spoiled with uh apple music in terms of uh you know, you get the lyrics now. I remember, I think we talked about this yeah. before on our podcast yeah. and maybe with you specifically is that you love to have these CDs and for back in the day, the album where they had the the lyrics on them. Cause mm-hmm. you always dive in. It's like, Oh, what are they talking about? What are they always? Saying? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we had a great experience uh, yesterday, driving back with new music and, you know, I'm so glad you, you listened to it in the car too. Cause you really get the full, the full experience that or headphones when you re- like, we're working with this new guy, Dave, uh, Dave Rico. We've my, I say new because the last album, the born to wander album was basically just me trying to figure it out on our software and, and doing the best that I could with what I have. And then, uh, Dave Rico and I linked up and Christian Castro as well. And the two of us, the three of us together, all of a sudden just exploded with the production value. And, um, it was really the first time that I kind of relinquished some of that, that, that creative, uh, control, so to say. Once he took over with some of it, it was just like it blossomed. And the, I think the sound, if you listen to the first album compared to this one, it's like light years ahead. And so, so it's like, I'm so glad you listened to it in the car because it, yeah. it makes a difference for sure. Well, we're looking probably for some better. What'd you download it from your email, right? Yeah. Once we, once you really fully release it, will be the yeah. next time we'll experience it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be even better. Yeah. But yeah. last time we talked to you, was probably oh gosh was it about i know we talked I feel like it was about a year ago. year ago 
I think so. Yeah. The world is closing down, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talk about what you were doing and let's kind of go back over the last, you know, eight, 10, 12 months on, you know, what have you been doing? Obviously you got this project on your hands. How long has this project taken you to kind of get to this point? Yeah, it's been like, so when we, when we talked last, that was about Raised on Kenny, I think, right? When we released mm -hmm. Raised yeah. on Kenny. Right. Which is still great, by the way. Oh, good, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love, love, love it. <laughs> we, we were working on that and I, like, I've got a notebook of songs and we've got like dozens and dozens of songs that I could dip into, but it's all kind of like, it all has to make sense and represent who I am currently. I want to be really uh, just genuine about it when I release music, make it more about where I'm at in life and um, so a lot of this album came from maturing over the last two years as a person, as an artist. And so I would say when we talked last, we were probably halfway to developing this album. And that was about a year ago. So I'd say about two years of really just culminating different ideas. And um, it's not two years of in the studio, working, working, working. It's more just letting time do its thing and sporadically going at different projects and, and uh, Two of the songs, I know two of the songs, I know 401 and Above the Dixie are very old songs. Those are songs I wrote, like Above the Dixie was one of the first songs I ever wrote five, six years ago. Really? So, really? Yeah, it's super old. And I listen to it now and I, I listen to the songwriting and the just the different, I don't know, you'd call mechanics of the actual song. And I'm like, I guess every singer doesn't want to hear themselves. You know, the actors don't want to watch their own movie kind of thing. And it's, I cringe at it, but it's like, you know what? It's been, it was five, six years ago. And it was um, such a feeling at the time with Above the Dixie. I was like, you know what? We're listening to so many country music songs that talk about whether it's boats or uh, going to church on Sunday or playing football on Friday night or whatever it is, being stuck in a truck somewhere in a field. And it was always about the South. And I'm like, you know what? We got to, we got to do a, a Me Too song. All right. We got to do a, a tune about how we do the same type of thing up North. So that kind of, I think that might have been like the second or third, third song I ever wrote. Um, and then since then, of course, there's, there's many more. But, um, and that in 401 was another one. 401 was a breakup tune. That was, I don't even know how many years ago. So this is kind of like when we were putting the album, the idea for the album together. It was like, what fits with this theme, this idea of ocean state? And ocean state is really, um, it's a state of mind. And um, it's kind of like who I am and where I'm, where I'm from. A lot of this album was having to go back and really figure out who I am, because as you know, we've been stuck in our houses for too long during the shutdown with coronavirus. And, uh, I think it all forced us to really reevaluate our lives in many different ways. So this was kind of, uh, an album to really express my reevaluation, if that makes any sense. No, I think it makes perfect sense. I think, you know, with all that time off, you do get to reflect, but also you get to create some new stuff. You have yeah. a lot of time on your hands. I, it's interesting they brought up uh, Above the Dixie as one of your very first songs that you've written, because when we listened to it, she had mentioned that uh, you were commenting on that last time we talked a while back. Yeah. But it is interesting because when you realize how big the country music genre is and the people that listen to it, it isn't just the people in the South. Yeah. Yeah. You look at country music artists that tour mm -hmm. they're just as popular up in your neck of the woods new england yeah hence a particular artist that we know about that does a couple of dates up there yes yeah uh, <laughs> he does uh, yeah he does two nights right in a row <laughs> exactly right? right right 
Uh, yeah. Then you go to Northern California or Washington State. But yeah, it's so big, right? And so I think it's pretty profound that you're like, hey, we live, we live that style. We live that life up here as well. We love country music. Yeah. We don't have to be from the South. So I thought that was pretty cool. I grew up in Michigan and I feel just Perfect. as connected to country music as anybody. I mean, that's how I grew up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right, babe? Yeah. I grew up in the country, seriously. And yeah. um, so I, I really connect uh, with that song. It is so, so good. Thank you. Thank you. We had fun. We had a good friend of ours, uh, Ross Magdaco. He's a he's a rock and roller. I don't know if you heard him in the background, but he has a rock rock and roll band called Stone Nobles. And uh, I, I reached out to him. He's a lifelong friend of my younger brothers and his family and our family's always been friends. And I reached out to him. He's got a great voice, got a lot of rasp. And he uh, he, he laid down some background vocals on it. Good friend of our, ours, Luke Dennison, did some as well. And the way it came together, I, I feel like in the car, you probably heard some of the screams and the yells and the like it's almost like bordering on rock and roll at some points absolutely so it, it is yes it yeah. is it's rocking it's a longer song i feel like and yeah. uh you just don't want it to end yeah. that's what i remember thinking what did you have to do when you went back to the shelf pulled that off and looked at it and kind of reevaluated it? what kind of adjustments did you make was it just more from a production standpoint or did you move some some lyrics around i think what was that process like the lyrics stayed the same. And what was cool is we did a tracking session with all the guys. I, the guys I play with in the band now are still the same guys that we started with. And um, one, of the, one of the tracking sessions that we did was just getting together in uh, a, a garage of uh, Alex and Nick Gomes. They're, they're brothers and Alex plays drums and uh, Nick plays the bass. And their parents have this really cool garage. We're like, can we just set up and track it out? Just put a couple microphones around and let's just jam to the song. And it'll sound really rough and edgy and it won't have good quality to it, but it'll be real. And then from there, we took that, that, uh, that edgy uh, rough cut and sent it to our, uh, our producer, Dave, Dave Rico and Christian Castro. And the two of them started kind of messing around with what they wanted to do creatively because we started to kind of, we really built this relationship of trust creatively between Christian, Dave and I and, so I, I knew that by sending him a rough cut of our song, the way that we played it live, uh, we wanted to further it. We wanted to really bring in some new instruments. We wanted to make it more edgy, more rock. You'll hear more like wah-wahs. You'll hear more like gain, more electric, electric gain. Uh, so I think for the, the differences of where it was, it's just more mature. I think it's really nothing specific. It's just bigger and more badass, if that makes yeah. any more sense. Yeah. So, more fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have, uh, it's interesting because you got to have that really connection with the producer, right? And they, that somebody that trusts to throw something a little bit raw and kind of bring it to life the yeah. way you see it and, and having that relationship in the way they kind of see it. How much back and forth do you have in that process of, no, I don't like this or, yeah, that sounds good, but I would maybe not do this. Is there a lot of that or do you run with pretty much what they think or how does that work? Uh, so I'll, it's, it's a really fun, it's a cool process that I've worked with so many different producers, mixers, different studios we've tried and it never clicks. It's just, there's some, there's something about it. Uh, it's just this invisible energy that exists that is, if it doesn't click, it's not going to work no matter how much money you have to pay the people. And for some reason, uh, Dave, Chris and I, we just click in, in a really amazing, cool way that 
I didn't even think was possible because of how many times we've tried this. Um, and that's why I just was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to produce everything myself. I'll figure it out. Uh, but really that was holding me back for just achieving that next level. So when we linked up, the process really was, uh, I laid down an acoustic guitar track. And once I get that kind of baseline in, in click, um, in time and everything, I send that over to Dave and Chris, uh, with my vocals. And that kind of, if you're looking at it in the, in the stance of building a house, I guess you could say that maybe that's the foundation and I kind of put a few studs up in the home and kind of, this is kind of where I want the walls to go. And, and then from there, I basically put together a really long, uh, just a, just a big writing of different paragraphs of this is where I want the emotions to be. This is what the different implementation of uh, banjo. I want that over here. I want some more heavy drums at this part at uh, the third verse or the third chorus or whatever. Let's add some more background vocals. Um, so I send that with like kind of a large, we call it a, a blueprint and they take it from there and they just start putting the drywall up. They start putting the roof on, they bring the furniture in. They're doing a ton of work on the production side. Um, and that takes a ton of weight off of me and it allows me to be able to create, and, uh, just, just focus more on the music and, and, uh, and doing things like this with you guys. So, and that's, that's really what I want to be doing. And then what they do is. They'll set a uh, kind of like a first draft and they'll send it to me. What do you think this is what we got? And every time I listen to it, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm halfway in tears. I'm like, this is you have fulfilled what's <laughs> yeah. been out there. You know, yeah. you say you have to be so excited when you see that file come across. <laughs> yeah, it really it's overwhelming because it's like uh, you ever see those videos of the people that put the glasses on and they can see color for the first time. Yes. It We're feels like that in that. a way. I, I don't know what that truly feels like, but it, it feels like I've got this vision, this idea that I'm hearing in my head. It's not out in the world, real world. And I can't show you. And they're able to take what's in here and in here and just bring it to life. And it's such a such a cool process. And, and uh, yeah, I think we I really think we started working about two years ago. They did things like on Craven, California. They laid down some guitar tracks. And then we finally, um, I think the first track was uh, a Christmas tune that we did, the Santa's a Sox fan song. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave and Chris, they were just like, just trust me. Just give me a shot. Let me mix the whole thing. Let me produce the whole thing for you. And if you don't like it, you can go back to what you were doing. But I think you'll be happy. And I, I, I was. So it's, it's, been, uh, it's been that way since. That's really cool. There's definitely has to be a lot of trust to give your, your creation to somebody else and for them to fill, fulfill that vision for you yeah 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 i want to talk about 401 really quick um, sure. before we move on so can we say um, exactly what you said when you first heard it he must have broke up with his girlfriend i know i was like <laughs> what's going on oh no what happened to olivia oh no she's still oh, here she, she's in the other room <laughs> and then i was when you just said well you talked to us earlier and i'm like okay there she, is. Like, Hi. she is Hi. <laughs> Hello. I think this the lyrics on this are I said Andy these lyrics are fire I think they're so, oh, cool. so good and I love it when you say but with me you're out of time it's yep. so good you like you tell it's like a storytelling song yes yeah the lyrics are amazing and then at the end you're just like you didn't call me that's fine and you're out of time Tell yeah. us, like, where did that come from? Tell us more about the song. So I think, I think uh, I, had a, I had a seventh grade teacher. I think it was seventh grade. 
it all kind of blends. But one of my teachers said that a lot of conflicts, almost every conflict in the world starts with a lack of communication. And I think that's just the root of this song. It wasn't proper communication. And a lot of it, I think the, the craziest part of this whole song is it came together in 30 minutes. I was sitting in the front seat of my, it was like an old Cadillac, I think I had at the time or something. And uh, it was a, some type of sedan or whatever. And I, I remember sitting in the front seat and I crying my eyes out. And I was just thinking about how George Strait said, you need to have a broken heart to write a good country song. And it, and it was so true to me in that moment. I wrote the song, I'm not kidding, maybe about 35 minutes. Uh, lyrics were done. And I don't think I've ever written a song that fast, but I think it's probably one of my most proud songs lyrically. My, my younger brother's a, a harsh critic and he tells the truth and he says straight off, straight off the bat, that should be the single, that should be the song that you push. So I, I, uh, I think he feels the same way you guys do about it. It's, it was a lot of, it came together quick and I can't really explain where it came from or why, or um, obviously a broken heart, but it just, it wasn't really um, a tactic with it. It just was mm -hmm. a more of a journal entry than anything. Doesn't it seem that way? It's the quickest, like you hear that sometimes where how long did it take to write this song? Oh, that just came pouring out, out of me. And yeah. all of a sudden it's, it's a huge hit. And this yeah. was the first song we heard in the car. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, that's really good. And then it's like, <laughs> replay it again. What does he say there? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. He said, but with me, you're out of time. Stop. Yeah. Just stop. It was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was like the boom moment, right? That's yeah, when you dropped the mic. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Man, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought uh, that was really good. Mm -hmm. But then we go 401. I go, it has to be an area code. So then we go, go we looked it up. Uh, area code. Oh, yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Three six nine. Okay, and then oh, you know the rest. Okay, yeah. I get it. I'm getting. What that is. I do love Ocean State. I do love that one too. Well, but that's a good pivot right there. Okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> it sounds like again another storytelling song where you're kind of, if I'm, I don't want to assume, but talking about Rhode Island and yeah. your experience and also just tourist experience and why they love being there, why they love the ocean, why they love to come and visit, and mm -hmm. ultimately why the locals kind of choose to be there, all the wonderful yeah. things about that area. Wow, that's kind of a deep analysis. I mean, of that's, what, that's so it's so good. I, that is so right? good. You, okay. You Thank you nailed it. Oh, yeah. no, there you go. Give it to <laughs> I love it. No, you you clearly listened and you clearly got all the lyrics for sure. That's really cool. Oh, I love that. No, I, I think the, the biggest thing, and, and you've heard from Newport in the previous album, I, I love where I'm from. And I think it's mainly because of the people that are, that are from here uh, and that live here. And it's just an amazing group of people that I'm surrounded by. And it's, I don't know how you could not like the place it's surrounded by beaches, it's surrounded by great, great, great people, great restaurants, great history. There's so many amazing things about it that I gotta I gotta write about it. So I wanted to do another song about love of hometown. And one day I was behind this car, and uh, I'm looking at the license plate, and it said Ocean State. And I knew that that was the uh, I knew that that was our state slogan. It's the Ocean State. But I'm seeing it on the license plate. It says Rhode Island on the top, and the bottom says Ocean State. And I was like, that needs to be a song. And so I did a little search, and there wasn't wasn't a song and, and I'm like we got to really write about the essence of what the ocean state is and so 
reflecting on that, really trying to figure out what, what's so special about this place. And if we could wrap that up into three minutes and tell somebody what's great about the ocean state, I think that's what this song is. Um, and it really just starts out with the appeal that seaside sea shanty town that's uh, really old, but kept well. And people come from all over the world, whether it be for looking at mansions or uh, sail regattas or weddings or whatever it may be. Uh, live music scenes like a little mini uh, Nashville on Dame Street. And we go into the second verse, and that's a boat captain that my brother and I worked for for a few years. And he is, if we had to boil the ocean state down to one person, I'd, I'd put it on him. Uh, that's Captain Tim, Tim Flaherty. He's got a charter business. And uh, we worked, we take about six people out at once. It was a day trip, and we'd go fishing for an afternoon. He would call everybody boy. He'd say, hey, boy, that was his, that was his thing. Uh, even if you were older than him, he would call you boy. And uh, so we would be out in all day long, I mean, anywhere from eight to 10 hours and uh, catching fish. And he'd be giving people lessons and telling people about the history around the coastline. And uh, it was just, a, I think, a life-changing experience working for him among all the other jobs I've ever had. He just had this way about him that, that really taught you a lot, gave you a lot of appreciation for uh, just the ocean life, the sea life, the, uh, just the environment around you. You can really sustain yourself off of living simply. And that's kind of who he is. Yeah. And then the, sun, and, the, and the last part of it is just how it gets so freaking cold here. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're crazy that we stay, but we, a lot of us weather through. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a local town. It's not just a tourist town where everybody flocks and then leaves. A lot of people stay throughout the, throughout the four years. So, yeah. And then the other thing I think is really cool about it is Ocean State. So Rhode Island is the Ocean State, but it's also Ocean State. Like yes. the Ocean yeah. State of the plan words right there, I think is brilliant. Yeah, I'm glad you caught it. I'm glad you caught it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was going to be caught or not, but I thought it'd be kind of cool just to mess around with that. She like paid, She pays attention. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I love it. That <laughs> brings up a good question because... That, you know, we talked about looking at the lyrics or listening to the lyrics, but when you listen to a song and it's, you know, something's got to catch you, right? Whether it's that you catch a lyric that is a hook or it's the beat of or the rhythm of the song. Mm. Well, in your mind as an artist, like when you come up with a song, what do you look for first? Do you really kind of write, I guess, melodically first? You write the lyrics first? What what's kind of your your recipe when you create that song? Because like for us, I think it's the first thing when you listen to a song as a consumer, it's mm -hmm. oh yeah, that it's the beat, right? What's gonna get you going? Yeah, you know, then all of a sudden it's like I said, so you kind of go through the first run through, what catches it? Usually it's the beat, right? And yeah. then maybe it's the chorus or you know, something that catches you, but then you get deeper into the song and really what it means, and then it's the hook like. Oh, it's not just an ocean state, it's your state of mind, mm. as Stacy just pointed out so eloquently. <laughs> and that's where you're like, oh my God, that's when it hit you. Like for us, it's like, like, oh yeah, it. you do oh, it. Kind of like so 401, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's not my yeah. problem. You can't dial my number. <laughs> you know, then it then it becomes a whole other meaning for the song. Like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's um it varies. It totally varies. Sometimes I'll be on the 
and I shouldn't, but sometimes I'm driving and an idea hits me and I'll tell Siri to write something down or I'll have a, usually I, I think most of the time I'll have a concept first. I'll have an idea of what I want to write about. I have no idea of what the tune is going to sound like. It's just more of uh, just an idea. I want to write about the ocean state. It's kind of like being in that traffic and thinking about it. Like this, this state needs a song in a way that really represents it in, in a physical way. And I think uh, next step after having that idea or that title, a lot of times for me, it's titles. It's, it's really just sitting down with the guitar and just feeling the energy of what, what works best with that title, what, what fits. So I think um, uh, the exception for that would probably be some of the earlier songs, which I kind of want to get back to. I want to try and balance sure. both. But someone I first started writing, it was more just sit down and hit some chords and what comes to mind and just play it, play it by ear. And that's kind of how Above the Dixie came out. That's kind of how 401 came out. I did want, I did have sort of an idea about we want to, we want to have a country song for the Northern people, but it really was not really, I didn't really have a name or, uh, and 401 was just, let me hit these chords and all of a sudden I didn't even have a title. It just kind of flowed into the chorus that way. Yeah. So I love when that happens. Mm -hmm. The new songs that you're launching, yep. are all these written by yourself or did you co-write with a few people? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote with a few people. I, I got um, a good friend of mine, Luke Dennis, and he was just up there. He stayed a few nights and, and um, we wrote two songs. And Olivia always writes with, she's like, no, I'm not a songwriter, but she does a lot of writing. I'm a fantastic writer. And I'm not just saying that, but great, great writer. Um, I'll say, like, we have an idea. We, we're putting the song together and I'm stumped. And all of a sudden, she, all she needs is the idea. And she's got the tune a little bit. And then she's sitting on the couch across the room and has four or five lines done. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> oh, I love so, it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, no, we've, we've, we definitely collaborate quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I, I would say most of, I think, uh, I have it written down so I never forget, but we've got, um, I think on every song except for some of the earlier ones were just me. So 401 was just me, Above the Dixie was just me, but I think on a lot of the newer ones, it was quite a collaboration. And uh, yeah, during the release, we're gonna introduce each of the songwriters, anybody that was involved, we're gonna make sure that people know who the creators are, because that's the best part of it. Yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. So let's talk about mountains. So I yeah. remember seeing some things trickle out earlier yep. in 2021 about mountains, love it. Love it so much. Uh, you talked about that it's a song that stands for love. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about mountains. We, we, I think we put that out on Valentine's Day, I want to say. It's Valentine's Day. And um, it really is like a story about Olivia and I and our travels and all the things that we do. And um, last year and a half hasn't been much traveling, of course, but uh, we're really, we're getting ready. The stuff we talked about before we went on the recording, we're really getting ready for the next step of of our lives and it's going to be uh, a lot more rolling around the map and a lot more moving around and um so it's kind of a lot about that a lot about what's to come what we want to be living that song really was me writing about where i want to be and no matter what we're doing together we'll we'll, uh, we'll climb the mountain together so it really is um and that can be for not just love but that can be for friendships and anything that you're not doing alone really so it's about the climb that's it. It's all about the climb. Yeah. <laughs> we, when we lived in St. John, we had a, a guy that we uh, was renting an apartment from. His family lived upstairs. We lived downstairs. And he, uh, I can't remember the exact slogan on his 
on his truck, but he drove this taxi truck around St. John. And uh, I think it was Peace Be the Journey. And that was written on the side of his truck that he would give people rides in. And it was, I mean, maybe that would have been an inspiration behind the song kind of subconsciously, but it really is. It's so true. You, you get to where you want to be. And for me, at least once I'm there, I kind of want to go somewhere else. And we so, so quickly just forget about the, the drive or just enjoying, enjoy, enjoying the ride. I want to say like, what good is a life worth living if all you do is stay in one place or something like that? Yeah. 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 What song was that? You're on fire today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Kenny song. Like, well, because <laughs> well, we love to travel. We love to see yeah. different things. And um, I always say experiences over things, you yep. know? Yep. like experiencing travel and moments and music and all the things. I think our church has a uh, line in Hell of a View, kind of like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I'll, it'll come to me in a moment because I, I think it should be a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, I'll think about it in a minute. Oh, no. Same sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. For sure. Okay, let's talk about New Road. So when we listen to Mountains, loved it. And then we listen to New Roads and we're like, yep. It's a similar message just about yeah. kind of like getting away, what might have been, experiencing the unknown. Tell us where New Roads stems from. I, yeah, I, I think where that song came from, and that's kind of a sequel, like you said, to Mount. It's kind of a, a more upbeat version of it. It's more, you're really, you're a great analysis. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to have to hear that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard to live with. <laughs> I'm more of the beach. He's more of the lyricist, right? <laughs> then she brings me. No, then she like, brings me I in. Like get into. I just get into it. I love it so much. Anyway. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it, you're right on the money. It definitely starts with uh, it being a sequel to Mountains. I think where it really stems from was a speech that I heard from a guy named Eric Thomas. I think his name was Eric Thomas. And he was talking about how uh, you got to imagine yourself as this 100-year-old guy or girl, and you're laying down in this hospital bed, and you're looking around your bed, you're dying, you can't speak, and you're at the end of your line. This is it. And the people around you are all standing, and they're crying, and you don't know who they are or what they're, what they're upset about. And you're finally able to muster up some strength and ask them, why are you upset? Why are you crying? Why are you staring at me with this regretful feeling? And he said, those crying people that you don't know around you are your dreams and people form coming to you in your final, final moments, asking you, why'd you give up on me? Why did you, why didn't you uh, just, why'd you put a timeline on me? Why'd you tell me by 30, you were going to give up or whatever it was. And, and that stuck with me, like it really, really sticks with me. And so I kind of like a lot of the decisions are based around that in a lot of ways of what is coming next. What are we doing next? Because I, I don't want to get to the end of the line, whether that's 30, 40, 50, 100, and be having to ask those questions. What if I push it a little further? So New Road is really about just taking chances. I, I don't really remember the exact line in the chorus, but um, kind of worried about what might have been the weight of the world or weight of wondering. I think that's how it goes. The weight of wondering what might have been. That mass that's on your shoulders, it's, it's just a lot of... Uh, you picked the line out, haven't you? I did. Yeah. I wrote down what might have been. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really kind of throws his whole speech that that guy gave, Eric Thomas, he gave that speech. And I think subconsciously, again, I'm thinking about it now as I'm talking to you, but I think that's where that part came through. I think it came from him. 
and, and just that, that yearning to want to just live with no regret, not recklessly, but just making sure we're, we're trying and you don't need to be a professional master at everything, but you can try everything. That's for sure. So I love it. I talk about it a lot, not just surviving, but through life, but thriving and not being a zombie and just, you know, figuring out what your dreams are and doing what you love and spending time with the people you love. And um, there's a book called the dash that a mentor of mine gave me and he handed it to me. I'm like, the dash, what does it even mean? And it's like the year you were born and the year that you die and the dash in between. And you got to make the most of that. I love it. Sounds like a song to me. That's (laughs) Oh no. They call it the dash. The dash. I like it. It's good. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So you broke up with your girlfriend. You made up in mountains. You said you're going to start new roads. Yep. You're going to live in the ocean state. Yep. And you're going to be drinking some brandy. Actually, that's not <laughs> the song. But you did do a, a remake of one of my favorite songs, Brandy. Yeah. How'd you get to, to pick that song to remake? And of course, it's about a sailor in the sea and a girl named yes. Brandy. So it's kind of fitting for the whole Ocean State kind of mind, correct? Yeah, it really does. It fits so well. And I want to do more reading and more learning about the song and the, the true origins, because I've heard a couple different things about the, uh, the songwriter's take on it. Uh, but there's, there's some pirate history to that song. There's uh, obviously seaside nature to the song. It really, like if, if I had to pick a song in the world that represents the ocean state, it's Brandy. I don't think any other song details this place better than that song can do. And uh, one of one of the artists that I grew up listening to that uh, absolutely loves Kenny Chesney, he did a cover of that tune. And that's how I got introduced to it as a young kid. I think that was a correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was a BSUR album uh, that he had put that song out way, way back. And that was many years oh, ago. Yeah. Kenny. Yeah. That's your album. Yep. Yeah. 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 And it was on there. And I, and I remember hearing that song and it, and it always, always loved it. Always loved it. And now I'm in this world of being able to put out my own music. And so I'm like, I got to I got to do a twist on that. And so when I sent that to our producer, Dave and Chris, they were all over it. They were like, this is a, this is a killer tune. And I think a lot of people that, that crosses many generations, that song, there's a lot of people in, in, I mean, my, my parents love the tune. A lot of young people love the tune. So I think it reaches a a good audience too. So we even heard it in Nashville um, Saturday. Yeah, was it? Oh, no way. Eating dinner, yeah. Yes. Oh, it was eating dinner, yeah. yes. Were they, were they playing it live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Awesome. I, we've heard it a lot in Nashville, I feel like, which is interesting because it's not, you know, full-on, full-blown country, and it's no. not it's a, a sea town. <laughs> Nashville's not a sea-inspired town. It's got a river, right? It's got a it's got yeah. some water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... Um, you sound so good on it. And the production's really good. Really, it's really fantastic. Good. It really, I, I think production wise, I don't know. Maybe when you guys hear the, the, the versions, when they come out on iTunes, it might be better production, but the way that sounds when you put a pair of headphones on, it's just so full. You can, I don't know if you heard the glasses clanking in the background, um, yes. but they, he put these sound effects in the track to make it really feel like you're in this bar with these, these rowdy sea shifty people yes. and they're, you know, it's like it's. Well, I gotta listen to it closer. I no, was paying I heard attention it, and I also I heard like you know, kind of some 
some echoes, if that's what you call it. Forgive me if I'm not getting that. Sure, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout, and then the beginning of a few of your songs, mm -hmm. it's like this seagulls, like sea. Yes. Yep. Environment, yep. and it makes me think he's going to be on the radio, and every time you hear that, you're going to know it's Ben O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is I was listening to that, and I'm, I'm like, I make, I want to make sure I'm not like putting too many sound effects in and we're, we're working on these videos and we're doing these and i'm like so i go outside i grew up hearing the the, the bells near the ocean to the buoy bells it was like ting ting you'd, you'd fall asleep to that you hear you fall asleep to some foghorns because it frequently got foggy uh, down in the bay at night so where we lived every day you'd hear seagulls you wake up you go outside it sounds like that and so I, I really want to make sure that that's not just coming off like I'm throwing a sound effect. And that's the soundtrack sound effect to our whole existence. It's just yeah. the sound mm -hmm. of seagulls and waves crashing and buoy bells. And so I want to make sure that that's, that's heard in the music because it's so much part of us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. That's I think good. this could be uh, give us a full circle now because if uh, on the first podcast on how we connected with you was because we caught you on the World Wide Web, singing yeah. acoustic version on the beach of St. John. Yes, yes, yes. You released this a year ago-ish? I think so. I, 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 I Honestly, 2020 hit and everything kind of blurred. So I, don't <laughs> I, even, know, I don't even know. So you uh, re-released, well, re you came out with your first version. Yep. Full production. And then yep. on this album, you're also putting on a, a stripped down version of Razor on Kenny. What was the decision behind doing that? And I loved it because I loved the first stripped down raw version. That's right. Yeah. How we found you, even it wasn't a complete song. You were still trying to figure out the, the remaining yeah. lyrics. Yep. But I always go back to that because that was such a, I love the cool stripped down stuff as well. And then when he came out with the full production, I've grown to really love that as well. Mm -hmm. and now I'm like, Cool, he's coming out with the stripped down version that yeah. record too. Because I love the Full first circle. time I caught you. Yeah, love them, yeah. love them both. Honestly, I I would have I, when you you planted a seed when you said that to me. You said I, I'm excited to hear the full production, but there's something about the acoustics of the original post that I had put out when I was sitting in there, our kitchen we were in, and I I I think that may I think you may have been again subconsciously the reason why we put an acoustic version because. When we finish the song and it's so big and wide, I'm like, if I had to pick an acoustic song for or an acoustic version for any of the tracks in the album, it would be Raise on Kenny. Yeah. And, and I think on our first interview, our first conversation, you said that it, it really hits home when it's stripped down a little bit, when you really can hear the words and it it it, it, it takes on new meaning. So I yeah. think uh, I'm going to give you the credit for that one. Well, I don't know, man. You're, you're the <laughs> artist, but i mean you could see that up tempo feel feel good song but you could also see it as a a little bit slower yeah sitting on the the tee of the stage with the well, stool and a I mic just and just acoustic right i was just gonna say i mean that. stripped down it could I take a whole see, different feel of meeting and i can like, see his concert and all of a sudden like you know let's bring it down yeah just we're gonna chill yeah like i could it's mm -hmm. now i got both versions mm -hmm. of it so yeah both so good beautiful Tell us a little bit about the story behind Raison Kenny again. So it's 20, I think it's 26 songs that we put together, uh, either story, uh, song titles or references to Kenny Chesney's songs. And we kind of put them in in a very storyteller way. And the idea behind that was I, I, I credit a lot of 
our memories to a lot of Kenny Chesney's songs. And when we grew up, like we, like you guys know, we grew up in this seaside town. We grew up going to the beaches. We were on boats. We were getting in, getting in all kinds of trouble, but it always somehow involved being by the water. So, I mean, one, one crazy story that comes to mind right away is I had this bike and we used to ride as fast as we could down the dock. And at the end of the dock, I had an opening. We'd fly off the end and just go flying over the handlebars. I mean, that's our childhood. We were by the ocean all the time. And so a lot of Kenny's songs speak to that exact way of life. So growing up, it was just natural that my younger brother, Zach, and I, uh, I think we were the two biggest fans of, of him of all time. And <laughs> we wouldn't still, we couldn't stop listening to on repeat all the time. And my, my parents always had him on the radio. So it was, uh, it was really inspired by Kenny as an artist. I know early in his career, he was writing a ton of his music and then he started bringing in songwriters and it just elevated the stories as we got older. And then now as a songwriter myself, I'm looking at how the songs were put together. And I, I look at him in such a genius light as the way, the way that they, these songs together, these stories, they're unbelievably well spelled out. And it's just, it's master, masterful writing. And I wanted to write a song about that existence, that human being that was able to bring so much joy to us through, through his music. And so I guess this is our way of paying it back a little bit, sharing, sharing that love for Kenny that I know you guys hold for too. And I think 65,000 people up at Gillette Stadium in New England, two nights in a row, hold for him too. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to share that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the acoustic version really drives it home. And we also got a music video coming out for that. And that's going to be on Sunday, November 7th. That'll be out as well. So what other videos, any other videos you have? Yeah, we got, yeah, 401 is uh, another music video. That was really cool. We went to this old abandoned building out in Newport and uh, it totally gutted. Windows are bashed out. It's this old stone horse stable. Olivia and I went out and shot this really raw, wanted to make it simple, nothing too crazy. And then we were in touch with um, a film director who has a couple of actors that uh, are also in this. So it really tells a story. It's very professional on one end and on the other side, it's very personal uh, where I'm standing this gutted out, looks like a home uh, where it looks like I was left with nothing, you know, and for, for a while there, anybody who's experienced the heartbreak, that's what it feels like. You feel like you've dropped into this empty pit for a while. So I think it really spells out great picture. And the Raised on Kenny video is a ton of home video clips of us growing up. It's shots of us by the ocean. It's shots of us grown up. And I'm kind of walking through my town here, downtown area. And there, uh, we had a good, good friend of ours, PJ, PJ Doherty, who runs uh, drone work. And amazing. One morning, we woke up, Libby, PJ, and I, and we went out to Ocean Drive, to the southern tip of the island. The sun was coming up, and we got some great, great shots. So between those two videos, really excited. And then the third little kind of informal, not so much a music video is uh, we went down, we met with Captain Tim, went down to the boat that my brother and I used to work at and for the first time played him Ocean State because he hadn't heard it yet. Uh, no, no one's really heard it other than you guys, uh, some family members, but we wanted Tim to hear it, we framed, uh, framed the lyrics for him and just wanted him to know how much of an impact he made on us. So that's uh, kind of a, Little little video piece that you guys will see on Sunday too. So that's wow. exciting. That yeah. is really exciting. So not only new music, but videos to go with it. Lots of new videos. You've been yeah. busy. Yeah. Been that's right. Busy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of work. I'm 
it's Monday now. We still got a little bit of work to go, but uh, we're almost there. It's hell of a marathon, that's for sure. That's right. Well, congratulations to get it to this point. And I think you, uh, I, we wish you nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. We love it. Thank you for the opportunity for letting us speak to you about yeah, your new you. music and giving us our thoughts. And, and so November 7th, where can everybody find your new album, Ocean State? It'll be streaming everywhere. So it's Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, all the, all the streaming platforms will have it, but we're streaming it for free. You don't need to sign up and make any accounts at our website. So it's just my name, just BenjaminOConnor.com. And we're going to do a release page. So when you go onto the site, it'll show you all the different artwork that went into it. It'll be a welcome video. There'll be multiple music videos that you can watch. It's kind of like a, a content overload, one page with a ton of stuff on it. So, and it's all free. We're trying to do it all for free make sure that people can tune in and, and really see all the work that we put in. So, well, thank you, Ben, so much. We love you. I am so thankful we stumbled on you and you are just a beautiful person inside and out. Can't wait to hear it and share you it with the world. Best of luck to you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks Great. for the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the B-Side Podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.